Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here, and today is episode number 16, and it's all about salivary cortisol testing, and I'm going to be talking about five reasons why I think you should avoid getting this testing done, and I'll talk about why that is. Um, but first, let's sort of talk about cortisol and why you might want to order cortisol to begin with. And so what you need to know about cortisol is that it is a stress hormone that is released from your adrenal gland when your body... Uh, experiences stress of any kind. So uh, that could be lack of sleep, that could be over-exercise, that could be a stressful situation with your spouse, or with your partner, or with your family, um, it could be stress at your job, anything like that is going to be a stress on your body which causes the release of cortisol. And that's a good thing, you want it to happen, but what ends up happening is if the stress is chronic and it's repetitive and it never uh, lets up, then you may develop this condition which is commonly referred to as adrenal fatigue. And so we have this, this issue where conventional doctors don't believe in this condition, but alternative doctors do. And so we have some trouble getting, uh, getting results from certain tests. And so um, most physicians will not order a serum cortisol, or when they do, it's completely normal. But the patients are like, well, how can this be when I feel so terrible? And so they go to uh, advanced tests like salivary cortisol and urinary cortisol to try and find the answer. And I'm going to propose in this uh, short time, in this, this video that we're going to be discussing, that you don't need to do that. That you can actually get a lot of information from the serum test, and that even though you do get some useful information from a salivary cortisol test, which is usually four points, you don't usually need to get that advanced test. Um, and so let's, let's talk about some of these, the reasons that we wanted, that we, that I believe that to be the case. So number one, I think perhaps most important, is that the results of your salivary cortisol test don't necessarily change your treatment. And what do I mean by that? So I, I talk a little bit here about why whenever, whenever you're considering getting a test done in medicine or for your health, you want to make sure the results of that test change the way that you're looking at your treatment in some way. If you're just ordering a test and it's and it's not giving you information that helps you treat your condition, then it's not useful information to get. And so I propose here that getting the salivary cortisol test doesn't change how you're going to treat yourself. And the reason I say that is because when you look at adrenal-related issues, um, I'll refer to it as adrenal fatigue, although we'll need to have another video about this uh, at another time to explain sort of how I think about this, but we'll talk about it as adrenal fatigue for now. Usually that's an indication that your cortisol is either high or low or it's dysregulated in some way. Now when you order the salivary cortisol test, people do that because they want to find something that's wrong with them because they, they think that the, the serum test is inaccurate. And, and it is true that you'll find something, but it doesn't change anything because the treatment for high cortisol and the treatment for low cortisol and the treatment for chronic stress is about the same, regardless of, of the degree of elevation, what time of day it's increased. So let's say your cortisol is elevated at night. It doesn't change the fact that the treatment's going to be the same. So these things don't really matter in terms of how you're going to be treated. And the reason is, and the reason is this, the treatment is almost always the same. And I go over some of the treatments here. So number one, you have to ensure that you're getting eight hours of sleep each night. Doesn't matter if it's high or low. That's true. You need to reduce your intake of caffeine. Again, doesn't matter if it's high or lower. That's true. Taking activated, activated B vitamins is going to be helpful to your condition, whether it's high or low. And the same thing with adrenal glandulars or adaptogens. They, they also help whether your adrenal, whether your cortisol is high or low. And then, of course, you're going to want to consume a healthy diet, regardless of what, what that cortisol level is. So it doesn't matter if it's high or low because all of these things are going to be consistent, right? So if you suspect you have the issue, then approach the treatment. And we'll talk about that in just a minute, which goes on to number two. The treatment 
is usually cheaper than the testing, all right? So if we go back up here and we talk about some of these things, ensuring that you're getting sleep, uh, reducing your intake of caffeine, taking a, a, you know, an activated B vitamin is not very expensive. Some adrenal adaptogens or glandulars, again, not very expensive. And eating a healthy diet is a great thing you're going to want to do anyway. And those things are cheaper than getting the $150 to $300 test, which is, you know, which is about the cost of the salivary cortisol uh, test. So it's, it's a fairly inex, or it's a fairly expensive test and the results don't necessarily change your treatment and insurance isn't going to be covering it. So I, I, I pose a couple questions here. Like, do you think it's an ever, do you think it's ever a bad idea to start eating healthier? The answer to that is no, you're always going to want to do that. Is it a good idea to cut back on the number of refined sugars and processed foods that you consume? Of course, that's a good idea. It doesn't matter what's going on with your cortisol. That's a good idea no matter what. Um, and is it a good idea to cut back, cut back on the amount of coffee or caffeine that you consume? Again, it doesn't matter what your cortisol is. Those are just smart things to do. So that's number two. Number three, serum cortisol still gives you a lot of help for inform helpful information. And so remember, if you go back to the beginning when we started this conversation, I said that the, one of the main reasons that people go to salivary cortisol is because they feel that the serum cortisol isn't telling them what's actually going on in their body. And that's true, but it's true only if you look at it through a narrow lens. But if you look at if you look at adrenal-related issues through a different lens, you, you start to see patterns that emerge from, from the serum cortisol level, and it becomes more valuable. And so I talk a little bit about this, but basically it seems that there's newer studies coming out and showing this, that adrenal fatigue, as we kind of refer to it as, is probably not um, a condition that results in an absolute change in your total cortisol level in your body, but probably it results primarily from changes to cortisol receptor sensitivity. So what that means is you can get a resistance to the amount of cortisol that's being produced, or your body is not as sensitive to it as it was before. And so that means that the, the test, no matter how you look at the cortisol, it may not come back as abnormal because the problem isn't the total amount that's in your body. The problem is how your body is responding to the amount that you have at the cellular level. And so if you look at serum cortisol and you look at it with some tighter, more narrow range, narrow, more narrow ranges, you can actually get a lot of value from it. So when you order the serum cortisol, you order it at 8 a.m. Here's an example here. And look at these optimal levels. So 14 to 16 is considered that optimal range. Less than 10 is a problem. Greater than 20 is a problem. And then between 10 and 14 and 16 and 20, that kind of depends on your situation. So you should look into some other things like nutrients, B12, iron, sleeping schedule, etc. Maybe you're a night worker. That's a, that's the type of thing that's going to dysregulate it a little bit, but not a ton. Okay, so uh, uh, the moral of the story right here is that serum cortisol has value. Don't just ignore it. It's actually very helpful. Um, and then I think I talk about, yes, the next number four here, that is serum cortisol is covered by insurance. So it's way cheaper than getting the, the cash only, uh, salivary cortisol test. So if you can get a test, which is covered by insurance, which gives you a lot of helpful information and can direct your treatment, why wouldn't you do that at least first? You can always go to the salivary cortisol later if you want, but getting the serum first is probably your best bet. And then number five, that is adrenal glandulars and adrenal adaptogens can help both in cases of high and low cortisol. And so what's really interesting is the way that these supplements work. They actually tend to help your body normalize the amount of cortisol that's there. So it's not like if you have low, you need to take rhodiola, and if you have high, you need to take ashwagandha. That's not really how it works. So basically, if there's a repetitive chronic amount of stress, your body and each of us, if we took 100 people, each of us would react a little bit differently to the same stressors in terms of our cortisol level, our cortisol uh, uh, receptor sensitivity, etc. So we're all going to be a little different. But the great thing is these adaptogens and supplements, they help to normalize it. So if it's low, it can help it bring it up. If it's high, it can help it bring it down. And it 
they do this because they help your body tolerate stressful situations. So again, going back to what I said previously, even if you find that it's high or low, it doesn't change the fact that you're going to want to use one of these, either adaptogens or glandulars. So that's kind of, that's kind of the moral of the story. So here, here's what I would recommend to you. Step one, get your serum cortisol tested first and look at your results with the optimal ranges in mind. You can go back up to this article or you can go back previously to what I said before, but start there. Number two, if it's abnormal, consider proceeding with treatment because you, you always want to consider, you don't know, uh, each person's a little bit different. So that's just sort of, um, I'm putting that in there for that reason. Number three, always address your lifestyle factors first. These are the things that don't cost any money that are always going to give you uh, some benefit, right? That's your sleep, it's stress reduction, it's diet, and it's exercise. You always want to start there. Number four, you can consider high quality adrenal supplements. Um, I have a link here that you can look at the ones that I recommend. Well, that's loading. Um, and <clears throat> here it is right here. So this, this one works really well. It has both adaptogens and glandulars in it. And it works really well. It's the one that I used um, when I was dealing with my fatigue and adrenal related issues. So that's step number four. Step number five, recheck your cortisol. If you do therapies, you want to check it in two to three months, see what's happened. Did it go up? Did it go down? Did it stay the same? And then if it stayed the same and you're still remaining symptomatic, that's when I would consider looking at the salivary or, urin or, or urinary cortisol testing because that's going to give you some more information. And so that's that's kind of the, the steps that I would use. But look to those first before you jump into to the salivary cortisol testing. I just think that that's a smarter, a uh, little bit better approach um, than just blindly getting a bunch of tests. Because if you're not paying attention and you don't know how to read these tests or interpret them, interpret them or use them, you could end up spending thousands of dollars just in tests and they don't get you anywhere. And you want to avoid that, obviously. So that's it, guys, for, for today's uh, uh, lesson here. If you have any questions, please leave them below. Hopefully, this saves some of you guys some time and money um, in the process. But if you have any questions, I know, again, it's a little bit of a complex topic. Leave them below, and I'll do my best to answer. Otherwise, I will see you guys in the next one.